Come on. Come on. Welcome to Farm Discipleship. I'm Abby, and normally I'm going to be behind the technology. But this week, I am hosting a conversation with Sarah and Rodney as they talk about, and we all talk together about how the pandemic has affected us on the farm. From here on out, we'll talk with scholars and theologians and and farmers talking about how food and faith are connected. But this week, in this extraordinary time, we talk about the pandemic and how it's changed us here. Thanks for listening, and thanks for joining us on the farm. Hey, Rodney and Sarah, how has life changed on the farm? of the pandemic. What's different at Sister Grove? Well, I think one thing we're, we realized and observed and heard is that people are having a hard time getting food or finding stocked shelves mm-hmm. at the grocery store. We all know about the toilet paper and the hand sanitizers and the cleaners, but I was talking to friends that live in Sherman, and they said, I can't find any eggs. Right. Yeah, that was kind of like the beginning, you know, thinking for us is that maybe we need to get more chickens. And so we just, just this past Wednesday, got 50 more six-month-old chickens. Where'd they come from? Because people need eggs. They came from Montana. Um, Six-month-old chickens already hitting the ground laying eggs. So, you know, because of that need need for food, eggs in this case, we decided to increase our flock quite a bit. Mm Um. So eggs is a big one, and just garden food. Yeah. Um, I think your sisters wanted to grow sis- some food. Yeah, my sister Nancy, maybe six weeks ago, as soon as this was all, all the grocery challenges and making an appointment and making your grocery list a week or two weeks in advance, um, she said to me, we need to grow a garden. But... She lives in a place where there's a lot of shade. And so she might be able to grow a little garden somewhere, but it's not really going to be enough to feed her family. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would just be a, a nice, enjoyable hobby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have the space here where it's plenty of sunshine. And, and uh, we already had a little bit of a garden. but And we were planning on enlarging it this year. But this situation kind of... Uh, brought uh, a level of urgency. It, it, well, I guess urgency. It, it, it pushed us into doing what we were already thinking about doing, but it moved us a little bit quicker. So what's in the garden? What are the kinds of things you planted? We planted. Right now we've got, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we've planted lots of beans, lima beans, green beans, 
We're trying to grow pinto beans. We've never done that before, but we're going to try We're going to grow pinto beans. We've got uh, cauliflower, tomatoes, onions, and we put some okra. Okra. We put some basil in basil. with the tomatoes. We get a, get a couple of peppers. Um, cauliflower. So, Did you say cauliflower? Yeah, cauliflower. Squash. Squash. A couple of different kinds of corn. And, um, yeah, so we're going to grow some food for, I mean, it's it's a pretty good sized garden, probably 30, 40 feet, 45 feet long, 30 feet wide, 20 feet wide. Mm -hmm. So we'll grow some raised beds. And we have a couple of raised beds. We've got tomatoes and onions in, but we're going to grow some food and for ourselves and for family and for friends, whoever else wants them. That's one of the things we've kind of in this pandemic era time is that we've become uh, acquainted with our neighbors mm -hmm. more than we before. Uh, in fact, there's uh, some folks down the road here that have started a Facebook group called the Milam, Milam and Beyond. Yeah, we, the, the road that intersects with ours is, is Milam Road. Uh, we had gotten a, there was a flyer rolled up with a ribbon in our mailbox one day and and we thought it was junk mail we were fixing to throw it in the trash and and as it turns out as we really read it more carefully it turned out that it was from like Roddy was saying our neighbor down the road that said you know it feels like we're in a time where we need to know our neighbors better and and um, help each other out uh, when when some of us might need help in some way so how about we get together at a distance uh, and they invited people just in this little you know down that road and and just the four neighbors on on the road that we live on uh, to come down to their house one Sunday afternoon she said there'll be some bread that we've just baked and some peach preserves uh, if we're there uh, you're welcome to come by and we'll say hello from a distance and get to know each other and if we're not there just come and grab you some bread or some preserves but let's let's maybe create a Facebook group or or whatever whatever ways that we can connect because we live in the same community but we don't know each other and it feels like we need to so that's been that was that's been a wonderful uh, creative, you know, not not difficult. <laughs> um, silver lining, if you will, that's that that we can continue, uh, hopefully, as we get through this cloud. Randy, can you say more about what it took to get the chickens here? Because it wasn't easy. What are the things we had to think through? Well, we had to think about housing. Um, I had found a used trailer in Sherman that I got for fairly cheap, and it was a pretty good-sized trailer. And we were going to build a, another Eggmobile, but you know, when this pandemic came around, there seemed to be more of a sense of urgency when people couldn't find eggs, and so... We kind of moved the clock forward a little bit and started constructing the Eggmobile. Um, 
we had a, a, basically a time crunch because we ordered the chickens, and in 10 days, I had to have this Eggmobile built. And we did, with some help from some other folks, or, you know, people coming around, and our, con our contractor out here, Jeff, kind of helped me f help frame it. And mm -hmm. uh, so it was a team effort for sure, but we got it completed, and chickens have a nice big egg mobile they can <laughs> live in and feed their chicken selves and lay eggs and we'll turn around and help out our neighbors who need eggs and you know um, and our friend Ken designed it or yeah well Ken kind of laid out the laid it out in general just the mm -hmm. how many two by fours you need how many two by tens you need how many two by sixes and because uh, Ken's an engineer and he kind of likes doing that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Of course, with the pandemic, he couldn't Ooh. come out and help. Yeah. Uh, so, so he um, he wasn't able to help. Yeah. Another effect of this pandemic is my buddy Ken, who drew the who drew it up, basically couldn't come out here to help. Mm -hmm. Ken used to come out once a week. Yeah. Yeah, but now he and his wife Nancy are taking care of their grandkids, mm -hmm. uh, and they don't want to take the chance of right. you know bringing going out, coming out here, and bringing it home to their place, and then get the grandkids so in, sick or infected, so that he's not coming out here at all. That's kind of a bummer for me mm -hmm. and for him. I know he was dying to get out here, but so you did the like virtual tour of the Eggmobile for him. Right, right. I kept sending him updated <laughs> videos and pictures, and and he was kind of, man, I wish I was out there. <laughs> or, you know, what about this? What about that? Uh, you know. That reminds me so. of how many uh, Facebook video calls I've had or Zoom calls with, uh -huh. with my friends and their kids in the last uh, month. Kids who are either stir crazy and need something totally different, right. or are learning about chickens, and so their parents are calling me right. and saying, "Can you just tell us about chickens? <laughs> sure, Can we need some of your chickens." <laughs> um, and so the the chicken, we've been we've become kind of a virtual classroom or a virtual break for parents, and um, that's been fun. Yeah, and it's not a thing that I ever thought we would really do. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I thought the chickens would be like the chickens in Montana. The reason we had to get them in Montana is because the fellow we usually get them from, who is uh, Waco. north of Waco, uh, no longer grows out chickens to six months old. He just goes to seven or eight weeks, I think, is what Four George's. to eight weeks. I guess, yeah. Yeah, which is, which is, I mean, that's the age when they're fully feathered. But we, can, we had gotten six months old, six month olds from Joe before. Uh -huh. uh, but he's not he's not raising them that long. out that long. Yeah. And we wanted eggs we wanted chickens to be laying and they don't lay until they're six months old. So we did pay a little extra but we kind of did the math and uh, as far as because we we 
had them shipped from Montana as opposed to us just driving down to Waco. So there was shipping in the equation. Uh, and part of the reason the shipping was a lot, right, was part of it was that they're six-month-old birds. Right. And they're in super sturdy cardboard boxes right. that yeah. have some shavings and some food. Mm-hmm. And that, that was such a trip to go get them. I the bet. They came. Remember we were So how was it when you got to the post office? Well, you know, part of it was too, like, we didn't know what time they were going to come, right? So I was ready to, like, at any point in my work day to kind of have to stop and say, I have a farm emergency. You I'm really back, wanted to right? say that, didn't you? I really did. I really <laughs> wanted to, like, interrupt a meeting and be like, there's a farm emergency. Hold on. But, like, we knew, right, that I was going to be the one to go get them mm-hmm. from the post office because... We're not going out. Abby's our um, designated go-to-town yes, person. I'm the one that is... Because we are in that age group. Sixty plus. Just barely, but we are. Just barely. Susceptible, or what's the word? Um, We're vulnerable. We're vulnerable. You're in the vulnerable population, right? So, So, like, I'm trying to be careful, right? So, like, I remember the like phone call came, and we realized, oh, the the eggmobile's still up by the house. We got to move it, Uh and so we scrambled. We scrambled and got the eggmobile onto the scramble truck. Yeah. And moved it onto the north pasture. Got some waterers uh-huh. ready for them and some food ready some for food. them to uh-huh. welcome them after their long journey from Montana. Yes. And so then I took the pickup into town and rang the back door of the post office. And a guy came to the door and I said, I'm here for the chickens. And he said, there's a lot of them. <laughs> and, I heard this. And, um, and I said, great, let me just back up the pickup truck. And so I backed up the pickup truck. He pulled out those, like, two big male, like, carts right? uh-huh. that, like, are kind of, like, huge. Right. And I looked at all of the birds in those boxes and went, oh, that's right. We ordered 50 chickens. Right, right. And so, like, stacking them in the, like, he climbed into the back of the truck, and I just sort of hand in hand right. the birds. And so what kind did we get? Uh, black. Ostromorphs. Ostromorphs. Easter eggers that are also called Americana. Right, and, and silver laced Wyandots, uh-huh. which we had had silver laced Wyandots in our first flock, which we still have uh-huh. in Eggmobile number one, or as Ken, who we earlier talked about, calls EM1, and now we have EM2. Yeah. <laughs> we may be different names, but that's, that's uh-huh. Ken's lingo. Yeah, so then they came, and we remember we like were in the, the lot, or in the pasture. Rodney, you got into the eggmobile, and you and Sarah, you were in the back of the pickup truck, uh-huh. cutting open the boxes, cutting the boxes apart, yeah. and then I was taking them from the pickup truck to the eggmobile, and Rodney, you were ripping them open. And they came with eggs. Yeah, some of so them had laid eggs on the way. 28, so we got 28 of the 50 laid eggs yeah. in transit. Well, we had 28 eggs. Uh-huh. 28 of the, of the 28 of the 50 chickens laid eggs. And they were beautiful. Some of the Easter eggers are are blue. Right, and the blue eggs. The blue yeah. eggs. And, and then, so they're being housed, or they're homing for a week. Right. Yeah, you home them for a week. You keep them in their, in their cor- living quarters for a week so they know that that's where they roost. And you keep their food and water in there for a week. And then you can let them out on the pasture. On the pasture, and we'll we'll do that on Wednesday. 
Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. And they and won't be out totally in the pasture. There'll be a, right. a, like a we'll do fence a, that will... We'll do a portable fence that will keep them in a generous but confined mm -hmm. space where they will be contained. And then at night, you know, when they'll instinctively go into their yeah. eggmobile because that's home. Mm -hmm. uh, and they will roost and, they'll, and then we'll close it up and they'll be nice and secure for the night. Yeah. Um, but we're also looking, you know, we're... Um, there's the there's the benefit of the eggs, but there's also the benefit of their contribution to the land, mm -hmm. as they scratch it and poop on it, and eat the grains and grasses that are growing on it. And we will keep we will keep rotating them so that they're continuing to get green pastures and a good variety of uh, grasses and foods and bugs and all those good things and. Uh, so we'll keep moving them so they're getting a good, healthy diet. Uh -huh. But in that moving, they will be making a good, healthy contribution. And from what we've seen when we've done this before with other chickens that are moved frequently on pasture, yeah. boy, oh boy, does the pasture respond. So that's a great thing to behold. Yeah. I'm also thinking about what we're going to do in just a couple minutes here is having mm -hmm. our weekly uh, happy hour time. Yes, Not with our neighbors nearby, but our neighbors further away. Yes. That we've really used Zoom as a way to well, get in touch regularly with people we care about. Yeah, that's one of the things with the pandemic is you're not going to church in the sense of driving to your house of worship and sitting in the pew. And so now you're churching online virtually and we've been able to virtually church with friends in Rochester, <laughs> New York and right. Summit, New Jersey and, and Dallas, we've seen, And Texas. we've seen family. We've done some family Zooms right. uh, with my sisters uh, and uh, our, daughters. our daughters and their cousins, our nieces and nephews and, <laughs> and like so everybody's on there and, you know, of course, we see each other as the cousins don't see each other frequently. Uh, typically, they would see each other on holidays, right? And um, I think it was my sister, Marianne, you know, that says to her son, Matthew, oh, Matthew, good to see you. Yeah. You know, so we, even, even your own children who are adults, when they're across the country, you just don't see each other, you know. Uh, as often as you did when, when they were younger. And so it is good to see each other. Mm -hmm. And so on that particular call, there was you know, our, our niece, Jessica, in California, our nephew, Matthew, in, in Ohio, and, and the rest of us scattered all across Texas. And we weren't in the same room, and yet we felt a little bit like we were. And yeah. so that was, that was good. And we said, you know what, we need to do this again. And I think other families are doing that too. Well, yeah. I've been talking to my parents and sisters and niece every week. Yeah. And it's great. The first week it was like two hours, and I think we all kind of looked around and said that was too long. Um, but it's been that <laughs> an hour every week, right? And you have you all have never met one of my sisters or my niece or my parents, right? Uh, and now Susanna you, and but now we have. We have. And, 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 now, like, and on Zoom, right? Because right, Hillary, your sister Hillary, had been here, here. but we'd never met. 
rest of my family. Susanna, and hadn't met your parents, really. Right, but now you've, like, had some Zoom and Yeah, I know them. I love them. Yeah, and so, like, it's not the same, but, it, like, we're finding ways to connect with other people. Yeah. Um, and find ways to, like, check in with each other. Yeah, we need each other. We do. We do. Whether it's neighbors down the road who we didn't know, we didn't know that we needed each other until we met each other. Mm -hmm. And now we're connected and saying, hey, I'm going into the feed store in McKinney. Do you need anything? Yep. And that never happened before. No. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about making cookies tonight and I'm already thinking about, okay, like I want to put a dozen in the bag and walk them over to Rose House. Yeah, why not? Because they can. Right. Right? Right. Like, why not? Right. Bread over to Jerry and tomorrow, maybe. Mm -hmm. We gotta take eggs to them too. Right. And just like beginning to check on the each other. Give them a goodie bag, care package. Yeah. So we talked about the, this place and the people. How are you thinking about God mm. in this pandemic? As disciples of Christ and and thinking spiritually. Well, you know, I think we're all we're in we're. We're in relationship with each other even when we don't know it. Mm -hmm. I mean, so we are neighbors with each other even when we don't know each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, it isn't that all of a sudden Rowena is our neighbor. We were already neighbors. So there was a relationship, but there really wasn't. And I think, you know, if Christ is a healer of relationships, reconciliation of brokenness, mm -hmm. we recognize that, you know, there's, we live in a broken world. When we don't know who our neighbor is, there's a sense of brokenness in that. Right. And we didn't even know it. <laughs> you yeah. don't know it until it's healed. You don't know it until it's reconciled and brought back together. And it's like, oh my gosh. This really feels good. This is really wonderful. I didn't even know. It's kind of like being healed from a headache and you didn't even know you had the headache yep. and you go, oh my gosh, this feels so much better. But you've just been living with it for so long that it's just kind of become a part. So driving down the road and not waving at anybody was a normal thing. Now we wouldn't think of it. There's no way that somebody's going to drive on this road by this house and we're not going to wave at them. It's yeah, different now. We wave at everybody. It's different now. We did sort of before, but now we we I, I've noticed us waving more and them waving back, uh -huh. kind of slowing down as the people are passing the house, and and waving. And you know what? That may be a little thing, but it feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was thinking about. The, the day that we got the, or removed the Eggmobile 2 over the North Pasture, how a couple people stopped on the side yeah. of the house to oh, check yeah. it out. Yeah. We were like, what's happening? It was kind of funny. It's like, well, we must be a curiosity with this Eggmobile. But, yeah, it's like, they're, they're yeah. stopped. They're watching us. Yeah. 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 They're curious. We're a curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but people are interested. And when you were doing, when you had the chicken tractors, with the chickens on the pasture that we mentioned earlier, 
and there were some people that pulled over and said, what are you doing, and how did you build yep. that thing? Because yep. uh -huh. uh, that looks interesting. I might be able to do that. But, you know, and then there's the, the uh, we hadn't talked about the teachers, the parade. Oh, tell that story. Yeah, there was, we were out in the pasture one day, and we heard, we heard some horns honk, honking down the road, and I had no idea. It's like, what is going on down there? And Jeff and Jay were with us, and they've got kids in school, and they, so they knew that it was the teachers who had gotten together, the teachers at the elementary school here in town, got together and decided to, to drive together their personal vehicles like along the bus route and to to let all their kids from their classrooms yeah. know yeah. that they're thinking about them and they love them mm -hmm. and again it's just like these neighbors wait all of a sudden yeah. really waving it was just in the, the and so they had put the word out to parents via whatever email I'm sure or something and said we're gonna come by at such and such day such and such time make sure your kids are down at the end of the driveway, you know, by the mailbox or whatever, so they don't miss us. Of course, how could they? Honk, 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 honk. And it just, it was amazing. It was, I will never forget it as long as I live. Yeah. It was one of the most beautiful things. And it was, you know. We came racing across the pasture. Oh, yeah. Yes. We don't have any kids. No, we, we don't were, have kids. Like, yeah. I was weeping. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was so beautiful. And yeah. they were just hollering out at us and... Saying hello. I think it took them three hours to do the entire bus route. Yeah. Because they were driving like 10 miles, 15 miles an right, hour. Right, right. And Jeff, who was with us, said, there's no way they're going to go down to our house. We live, we're the only, we live on the dirt road, and we're the only ones that are on that road. You know, I can't imagine. He, said, he was saying that they, they're going to come down past our house. Well, sure enough, they did. So... Uh, every kid on the bus route, they saw their teachers. That's so good. Sandy, where do you think about or see God in the, this pandemic time? Or think about, like, the spirit and community and well, or thinking it, about faith in a different right. way? In community. In the looking after each other, looking out for each other, reaching out uh, and creating community, uh, like we were talking about Roe down the road who made that Facebook group and bakes bread and jellies and jam, preserves, whatever it is, uh, it's just a, you see God in, in community, in the building up, building up community that was already here, but we didn't know each other and we weren't aware, I guess. We're just kind of doing our thing day in and day out, but now that you're asked to stay home more and you're just kind of more aware of, uh, of community that's, that's always been around you, but you're more aware now. Seems like there's an extra level of caring and watching out for each other. Um, yeah. That I'm grateful for. Yeah. And that feels that 
that feels beautiful, and I and I don't I don't want to ever lose that. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. And we don't have to. We don't have to. How could you ever go back? How could you ever go back to not knowing your neighbor? After you have developed this sense of affection for one another. You can't. I mean, one of the things that I've been thinking about is that we won't just have 50 more chickens just as long as the pandemic's happening. Oh, right. We have 50 chickens for forever now. Right. Or until, you know, whatever. But, like, we'll have, like, we'll have to develop and continue to, like, love our neighbors Mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. Even if the pandemic was over tomorrow. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the way, the kind of like the commandment to love each other mm-hmm. that doesn't go away because right. life is easier. Right. Um, so thank you, chickens, for showing us to God. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy chickens. Okay, Sarah and Ronnie, I'm going to ask you this too. So think about it, Sarah. If there's one thing that you could say to people in the in a pandemic mm. from a small regenerative, spirit filled I'll go first. Okay. Write postcards to people you love. Yeah. Save the post office. And also brighten people's day. Yeah. Yeah. And say hello and introduce, learn the name of your grocery clerk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, be more intentional in your relationships with people. Um, Or whoever it is that you see. Um, that you know those ask them their names mm-hmm. get to know their names you see them all the time at the store the same you know sackers and checkout folks you know you see their name tags well, call them by their name okay everyone call them by their name get to know them yeah. mm-hmm. be community yeah make it help together to live into this place and all places as beloved community. Amen. Amen.